All right, welcome to the Red Triangle Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kozlowski. It's Tuesday, uh, April 19th, day after tax day, and we're talking baseball. Why are you looking at me like that? thought tax day was April 15th, Matt. No, but... no there, was a, there was a holiday <laughs> in D.C. on the 15th, so they extended it to the 18th this year. Ah, I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as you guys know, Shane Stein here joining me. <laughs> Good to be here, Matt. <laughs> and also Kyle Stramera. Yeah, good to be here. I think Shane's a little upset that uh, he did his taxes so quickly this year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am. I did them on the 14th. Yeah, you had three extra days, buddy. So, uh, yeah, it was it was Emancipation Day, which all um, federal employees had off on Friday, the 15th. So it got pushed to the 18th. So let hit you with a little fun fact to open the show there. Um, find, find us on Twitter at Red Triangle 23 the Red Triangle Sports Podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Rate, review, subscribe. You guys know the deal. Um, also, on Twitter, I'm at CoachKaz23. Shane is at Stein463. And Kyle is at CoachKStram12. And I'll make sure to tweet that out um, when I tweet the podcast out later tonight or uh, early tomorrow morning. So, tonight, um, you know, talking baseball, it's been... I think a pretty good couple days, uh, a lot of good things to talk about. Um, first thing I wanted to talk about tonight, I wanted to see your guys' opinion on who um, the best player in each division in baseball is, and this kind of sparked because of an argument that I'm kind of having in my head over who the best player in the NL West is. Um so we'll come back. We'll do that one last. We'll do the American League first. It'll work out that way, I think. Um, so in the American League East, Shane, Kyle, who's the best player in that division? Uh, it's pretty pretty close, I think, uh, between two guys. I think we're all going to have the same here. But I went with Josh Donaldson over Manny Machado. Um, I'm not 100% sold on it either. But, I mean, Donaldson is – coming off a huge year last year. I mean, they're both coming off huge years. Don't get me wrong. But I think th- I'm just going to give a slight hedge to Donaldson, and there's there's really not a huge gap there. Yeah, I mean, if we're, if we're talking fancy baseball and keeping it at that, I think at this point um, I'm taking Donaldson slightly over Machado. Um, you know, we're talking all-around player in actual baseball. Um I just I think Machado has a little more defensively, so I think I'll give him the edge there. So, um, you know, I'm sticking with Donaldson just very slightly over Machado. Let's get that out of the way. We are we are talking fantasy, here, yes, correct. Right. Yeah, I always want to try and angle everything towards fantasy here, and I agree it's Donaldson, um, but I also agree Shane that it's probably closer than most people think, and I'm wondering if a lot of it has to do with the fact that. You know, Donaldson came out of relative anonymity to become as, you know, big of a star as he is. He's been great for the last couple of years, but he wasn't as highly touted a prospect. And I'm wondering if we're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop with him. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I found it hard to believe in him at first. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, now it's, it's hard not to. I mean, I, I th- it makes me laugh every time I, I think about it. A couple of years ago, I threw the lowest ball trade at the guy in our league that owned Donaldson, I tried to sell him David Wright and some cash uh, for Donaldson, like right before, right as he was getting really good. Obviously, it didn't work out for me, but uh, kind of just trying to buy and get in on it if I could, if it was real, and it absolutely turned out to be real. So um, maybe, maybe that's part of it. I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I, I think it's the real deal now. I had a hard time believing at first, but uh, I'm all in now. I think it's funny you, you say you bring up a trade you offered. Um, you know, my brother's a guy that owns them. I just, <clears throat> since the beginning of the Donaldson era, I guess you could call it even, I've been telling my brother he needs to move him that I just wasn't sold on him. I wasn't even asking for me. I just said, I think you need to move this guy and get a couple good pieces. I mean, not only because I thought Donaldson might flop at some point, but just because of his roster, I thought – you know, he would benefit from something like that. But, you know, John, Josh Donaldson has just proven to be really, really good. And my brother likes to rub that in. Yeah, he's been great. And, 
you know, I think it'd be remiss to mention Donaldson in trades that the fact Toronto basically stole him from Oakland. Um, you know, we're still waiting. Franklin Barreto was the key player in that deal that Oakland got back, and we're still waiting. I think he's going to end up being a pretty good prospect. But, um, yeah, I'm still kind of wondering what's going to come of that trade in the end. But as an A's fan, you can't really be thrilled with how that's turned out so far. All right, um, AL Central. I thought this was the second hardest one other than the NL West, which we're going to end with. Um, I think most of the day I had Chris Sale over Miguel Cabrera, and then I changed my mind um, about an hour ago and decided to go with Miggy over Sale. Um, Hard to argue against Miggy. And I think we've just seen... I think if Sale had... Kershaw's consistency, I think it, this would be easy, but, um, you know, Miggy is what he is. Yeah, I have Miggy here, too. Um, going to keep rolling with him until, until it falls apart. Um, obviously, it's going to fall apart at some point, but he still keeps hitting. So, still got Miggy. This is a division where, I don't know, maybe the weakest one as far as overall top-notch talent. Um in, in baseball, it was tough for me to, to as going through the teams looking for really top guys, and I mean, really come up with a few names: Miggy, Chris Sale, and I, I can Jose Abreu was the other guy for me. Yep. Um, not a, not yeah. a whole lot of top talent in the uh, American League Central. I feel like. Yeah, you could pretty much write off three teams right away um, when I was going through here. So, uh, I actually have Sale, and I think it stems from me thinking that this might be the year that Miggy starts to fall apart. Um, I mean, I don't have a ton of reason to believe that, but I just, I really, really like Chris Sale. I mean, obviously I picked him as the guy who I thought would win the Cy Young this year in the AL. So sticking to my guns, I'm saying Chris Sale. Um, Just follow-up question. You know, you said writing off three teams. It's funny. One of those teams is the Kansas City Royals. So my question to you guys who is the best fantasy royal? And for me, I feel like there's two options. I feel like it's either Kane or Hosmer. But I feel like Stein might say Wade Davis. All right. When you just said the question, I'm just thinking Kane or Davis. What yeah. are my two? Um, I'm going to go Kane. Uh, slightly over Davis. I'm not a big Hosmer fan. I think we're probably unanimous in Kane. I think he's uh, the most valuable for sure. How good was I at fantasy baseball a couple of years ago when I when I had all these good players where I traded away? I <laughs> uh, traded Lorenzo Cain and Shelby Miller for $5. Uh, not one of my better moments. Yeah, uh, then you traded Bryce Harper. <laughs> who I traded Bryce Harper. He has a grand slam tonight <laughs> for our uh, you know po- regular podcast, Bryce Harper update. Seven bombs now in the year, just making baseball fun again. All right, AL West. Um... Unanimous Mike Trout, correct? Yes, sir. Unanimous second best player is? I have Carlos Correa as my second best. Uh, still going to stick with Trout, though, top spot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying Correa. Um, best arm in the West, though, I'm going Keiko. Yeah, I, I would I would give Hamels a look there. Um, but, yeah, I think Keiko's definitely elevated his game in the last couple of years. Um Altuve kind of gets the shaft here. I feel like he's 2B behind Correa's 2A. I don't know. Correa may be a once-in-a-generational talent, but Altuve looks like Babe Ruth so far to start the year out. I mean, he's the best power hitter on my team. (laughs) Uh, He has the most home runs on my squad, which is pretty sad. But me and Kyle actually had a a good Altuve discussion earlier in the week. I'm I'm interested to see what he says here because, I mean, he said he wasn't a huge Altuve fan. But it's hard not to be with what he's done so far this year. Um, it's He's usually not the kind of guy that I go after. I mean, I ended up trading for him last year because I needed some stolen bases. Uh, but, I mean, just how he does everything. He puts a little bit of everything on the board for you. It's hard not to like this guy. I'm trying to pick your mind a little bit here, Kyle. What, what's, uh, what's your thought process here? Um, I'm just not a... Huge pay for steals guy. I think that's the biggest asset he brings. I mean, he obviously hits a high average, but I think I fill in that elsewhere. 
I just think the price you have to pay to get the guy is more than I want. And, you know, I even mentioned you in text. You know, there's always those guys that you just don't like for whatever reason. You just don't have a good reason. And he's one of those guys for me. Um, it might be because he's short like you. Uh, that I just can't stand the guy. Uh, it's been a while since I got a good short joke, so it's nice. <laughs> I think it's hard to rely on guys like Altuve who are seem to be so Babbitt dependent, but you know, there's guys who just seem to never regress back to the mean in terms of you know batting average on ball and play. And I feel like he's one of those guys, and you kind of have to just respect respect the man, Kyle. Like you told me to respect Brandon Phillips, who is four for four tonight with a double and a triple against me because of course he's on Andy's team. So yeah. Yeah, kind of just just putting it to you after talking smack about him last week. I have three home runs, so I'm okay with that. Three home runs tonight for the Desperados. All right, AL East, Bryce Harper. NL East. NL East, sorry, Bryce Harper. Yeah. He's the best player in the AL East, though, too, so. <laughs> Not much argument here. Uh, yeah, the guy's off to another incredible, incredible start here. Uh, he's the best player in the East. Didn't really have anyone close. Best player in the world. <laughs> All right, NL Central. I feel like this could get a little interesting. I went with Anthony Rizzo, um, but I'm feeling like I probably just disrespected Andrew McCutcheon because he's still really good. I actually have McCutcheon third. I didn't even write, write him down here. I had Rizzo two, and I'm going to go homer pick here. I'm going to go Starling Marte. Uh, off to a really hot start, and... I just like what Marte does. I don't know if it's just because I like what he does for my team. and probably adds a little bit into it, but I feel like he gets really underlooked, and I'm, I'm kind of down on Rizzo this year. I don't know. Um, I guess it's technically a homer pick for me as well. I went with Anthony Rizzo. Uh, he's just awesome. And I love him. I mean, he just the way he ran the bases last year got me excited. You know, that was something I wasn't expecting. To get, you know, you know, you were going to get the power, you were going to get the RBIs, the runs, um, but just the fact that he's run the bases a little bit this past year, and you know, hopefully he'll open up a little bit more this year too and get out there on the base paths. Yeah, um, Rizzo. The the thing I like about him, he just seems to be like the stabilizing force in that Cubs lineup. You know, it's hard not to pick a Cub when you're talking about the best player in. The NL Central, so um, that's kind of why I like. I just like Rizzo. I feel like he's definitely the leader of that team. But um, I feel like Chris Bryant could could take over that spot in a year or two. All right, and then the NL West. This is why I wanted to have this, you know, conversation. I think Nolan Arenado is the best player in the NL West. I've been watching this guy closely. Obviously, last year, and then I've been watching him, you know, to start the season out. He's a guy I have in my in my daily lineup just about every single day if I can make it work on the money. Um, usually, force myself to make it work. This guy's legit, and he's got I think he's twenty four years old, and he's got legitimate fifty home run power, and he does it outside of course field too. And I know it's hard to you know go against Kershaw and a guy like Goldschmidt who is you know, going first in drafts over Harper and Trout, some places that we saw. But Nolan Arenado is really, other than, I guess Trevor Story's having a nice season so far, but Arenado is really the only great player on the Rockies, and he's literally carrying this team. They won five out of their last six. Yeah, I uh, actually went with Clayton Kershaw here. Uh, He's the only pitcher that I took. Um, I actually have Arenado third still, but this was a really close race. Um, I have Kershaw, Goldschmidt, and then Arenado. I'm still on the Goldschmidt train. I uh, picked him to win NL, NL MVP, so kind of have to stick with it. Um, I, off to a slow start a little bit this year so far, but I, I'm not concerned. I'm pretty sure I'll pick it up. But the race for, for player, non-pitcher, between Goldschmidt and Arenado is, is very close. And it's Arenado, I feel like, in my opinion, is closing the gap just about every day. Yeah, I mean, I wanted more than anything to pick Arenado just based off the fact that he's on my squad, but um, I just couldn't bring myself to put him over Kershaw at this point. And, um, yeah, so I, I went with the guy who I think really is the most valuable player to his team, and that 
Yeah, the other thing, I guess, when I, you know, I pick six hitters here, so in each division, we all tend to lean hitter over pitcher when fantasy baseball. Um, so maybe I did have some confirmation bias there and a thought that I have as far as what's more valuable in a fantasy league, um, hitting over pitching. Yeah, I mean, Kershaw is really the only guy right now, I mean, <clears throat> that I'm willing to kind of say is more valuable as a pitcher. Um, a couple guys on the rise. I mean, you have Syndergaard, what he's doing so far this year. A couple other guys that are that are close behind. But, I mean, Kershaw's done it for so consistently for so long that he's the only guy I'm, I'm willing to give the nod to over, over any position players right now. All right, you guys ready for some trivia? I think so. <laughs> Let's do it. That's part of the show. All right, all right. So, um, hitter trivia tonight. We're going to go back to the shortstop position. All right, Trevor Story has... An 1194 OPS. All right, for OPS, it's on base plus slugging. Um, there's one shortstop with at least 35 at bats who has an OPS higher than Trevor Story. Who is it? I'll give you guys each two guesses. How many at bats does he have, Dev? 35. You want to go first, Kyle? I'm thinking here. Um, Does the person just have to have shortstop eligibility or they play shortstop? They're shortstop eligible. I'm going Eugenio Suarez. Uh, no. He has a 968 OPS. Okay. And um, he's having a monster year. This is weird. All right, I'm just going to let you know. This answer's weird. Wow. My guess is gonna be... Well, obviously by you saying it's weird, it's not gonna be... Shane's looking at the player raider. Of course. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm looking at my lineup. So it's not Carlos Correa. No, it's not. not. Your team. What do you mean looking at your lineup? Correa's got an 851 OPS. I, I don't even know. I mean, there's nothing, uh, nothing really popping out at me right now. Starling Castro? I don't know. Nope. Castro has a 9.26 OPS. I'm going to take a stab at a guy who's hitting well. Don't necessarily think of him as a power guy. Xander Bogarts. No. Bogarts, he's not even on this page. All right, so um, I will say there is a shortstop with 22 at-bats that has the highest. Um, Eduardo Nunez has a 1282 OPS. But the guy I was looking for, 1232 OPS for Aledmus Diaz. He's got a 400 batting average, 432 OBP, and 800 slug. He's 14 for 35, 11 runs scored, six doubles, one triple, two home runs. The six doubles is really what keeps that slug up where Story is because Story only has two doubles to go with his eight home runs. Um, you know, Diaz... And this guy can't find your lineup. Well, this is the thing. All right, I want to get in. I want to ask you guys what you think about Diaz, but I want to explain why I haven't put him in my lineup yet. I want to hold on to VR because I feel like he has some staying power in that Brewers lineup. Diaz is so bad defensively that, you know, Ruben Tejada got the start tonight for the Cardinals. They they activated him and put him back in um, immediately into the lineup because Diaz butchered another ball last night. So I just feel like the staying power is not there and it's not worth me cutting a player who's going to be in my starting lineup longer than this guy who at any point could go back to a utility role. So that's my thoughts on Diaz. Curious what you guys think. Yeah, I think you still have to play the wait-and-see game on, on Diaz. Um, obviously, there's some potential there, but you got to let it play out a little bit. Obviously, just, just razzing you a little bit. I don't think you can put him in your lineup yet. Um, maybe if you had an opening on your roster, you can slide him in on, on those days where you need to fill a spot. But... Other than that, right now, I think I think you're doing the right thing. 
Yeah, um, I think Diaz, if, if you don't think he's going to get every day at bats, this might be the time to move him even. Um, see if you can find somebody to, to bite on him, someone that is looking for that next shortstop who's great. I've been trying to throw him in as like a throw-in to a couple deals. Just hasn't happened. No one, no one respects what Diaz is doing so far. So I get it. I'm um, hoping that you know he was a big deal a couple years ago. Cardinals gave him a pretty good deal from Cuba. Um, but the weird thing about him is that they've kind of never really seemed interested in making him the shortstop of the future. They signed Peralta to a deal, um, go out and get Jerko, and signed Ruben Tejada when Peralta went down today. So or went went down in spring training. So. You know, me seeing the Cardinals make these moves makes me even more questionable about this guy. But um, good start to the season, and he's definitely a guy I'm going to be keeping an eye on if he keeps getting some regular ABs. So, how long would it have taken you guys to get that answer? Uh, I probably would not have gotten it. Potentially <laughs> all night. <laughs> all right, well, I'm glad I gave you the answer. All right, second one, um, our pitcher question tonight. Four pitchers. That have a complete game so far in the 2016 season. Who are they? Phil Hughes. That was the that's the trick right there. There was the six inning complete game last night. He's a bum. We'll get into him after the answers are given. <laughs> Vincent Velasquez. Yes, Vincent Velasquez last week with the 16 strikeout performance against the Padres. Someone Sir? else. Oh. So, Someone else threw a complete game on the same day as him. I have the other. I have one more. I'm trying to think of the fourth. I have Jaime Garcia. Yes, Garcia also throwing tonight. Um, threw one same day as Velazquez. 13 strikeout, one hitter. Um, it, was it uh, Carlos Carrasco? It was not. Carrasco was my Cy Young pick, though. Um, I don't know if I have the fourth. I can't think of that offhand. All right, so Chris Sale threw a complete game against the Tampa Bay Rays last week. So he's the fourth one. Tried to give you guys a hint by saying Carrasco was my Cy Young pick. Hoping I could, you know, prompt you guys to pick (laughs) your guys' Cy Young pick, Chris Sale. Um, But nobody went that way, so... Yeah, Sale, Garcia, Velazquez, and then Phil Hughes. Kyle, you've been the only Phil Hughes believer in this group. Defend yourself. <laughs> Man, we have to go there right now. Um, no, so, look, all right. He can't people even do it. People, people listening, people in this podcast right now know my thoughts on the starting pitchers. And he was dropped in our league, a 16-team league which I thought was crazy because Phil Hughes is a serviceable starting pitcher. And I don't have a lot of serviceable starting pitchers on my roster. So I got excited. I picked him up. And um, he's pitched well. I mean, he hasn't been fantastic, but, you know, he's throwing quality starts. He's striking out guys without walking people. I mean, he, he looks a little bit like he did two years ago. And I'm excited about it. I don't hate the pick. I know we've had a lot of talk about it this week, past week. I don't hate the pickup. I I think he's an average starter for me. I mean, he's he's slightly above average. I mean, he's generally the start that he put up last night. What was it? Six innings, three earned, and I don't know. What do you have? Five, six Ks. Six Ks. I mean, that's 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 kind of what Phil Hughes is. I mean, I feel like the six is a bonus. I feel like it's usually right around five. Um, so you're going to get, you're going to get five to six innings usually two, three earned runs. Yeah. That's what he is. Who did he beat? Who did he beat last time? The A's? I know it was the White Sox. No, that was the, the White Sox was the most recent start and they're not a good offensive ball club. I don't think at least not right now. Um, a lot of OBP, low OBP guys on that team. So I'm waiting I'm waiting to see Hughes go up against the Royals. That that's where I, I want to see if you're brave enough to run him out there. No, and I made a huge mistake tonight. I don't know if you saw. I threw Shane, uh, Shane Green against Yuck. Uh, 
Kansas City. I didn't even realize who he was throwing as. I just always throw in all my starters, and I made a terrible decision. But no, it was Chicago, and this last one was Milwaukee. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Both both bad teams. So waiting waiting for Hughes to go against a good team. Maybe he'll make that same mistake again. All right, now I want to talk about um, some closers who we think they're likely to lose their jobs. And what I'm interested in um, here is who you guys are targeting to be the one to replace them in the pen. Um, so we're going to go through National League closers first. Um, we all kind of said J.J. Hoover is a guy that we're kind of expecting to relinquish this role at some point. Um, who are you guys targeting in the Cincinnati bullpen? I guess it's got to be Jumbo Diaz. Um, he's actually off to a, a decent start this year. Um, if it's not him, I guess Tony Singrani maybe gets a shot at it. Uh, those are the two guys it looks like that, that might. Um, obviously, Hoover hasn't been overly successful so far this year. Um, but I, I think it's going to be Diaz gets the first shot at it. And Singrani waiting in the wings, maybe. Long shot. Yeah, I, I have to agree with pretty much everything you just said. You know, being a Cincinnati Reds fan, I'm not excited about Hoover being our closer because um, it doesn't matter that much because we're not that good. Um, but I think you're right that Diaz gets that first crack. But honestly, I think Singrani is just the guy with the better stuff. And, um, you know, if they don't go out and sign somebody long-term here in the future – I think he eventually he takes that role in my opinion. I think it's going to be Singrani in the long run. You think Singrani that's a role for him that it could stick, Kyle, or just as a this year long run? No, I think I think it might even be um, you know a position that would stick. You know, you don't see a ton of lefty closers. I think it's just because lefties with dominant stuff it's, it's tough to come by. So you want to save them for situational stuff. Um, but, you know, I think if I just take a look at that bullpen, he's really the only guy I'm excited about. Yeah, he kind of flamed out as a starter, and I'm wondering if there's a little Wade Davis here that this may be a role that he flourishes in. Um, you know, you talked about lefties not really spending a lot of time in the closer role, but the Reds are a team that have employed a left-handed closer before, so it's not something that they're afraid of. And maybe this is maybe this is a kind of a new trend in baseball too. I mean, you see a lot of guys that that it didn't work out for as a starting pitcher that were pretty big names being successful in the bullpen. Maybe that's teams finding a role for them where where they can still help them. I mean, Andrew Miller came up as a uh, a highly touted starting pitching prospect, and now he's dominant in the bullpen. Um, Wade Davis, obviously. We talked about it with with Bauer, maybe maybe slide into a role like that with Cleveland. Uh, yeah, he's just in the wrong pen because I think Cody Allen's really good, but yeah. So maybe this is maybe this is a trend in baseball that's just just starting, where teams are realizing the importance of that bullpen, and it kind of all stems back to the Royals for me, how they've been able to shorten the game the last few years and be successful with it. I think Patances was a starting pitcher too. Um, he never really got that opportunity, but he's been so good in the pen that they haven't really. Moved him from there. All right, next closer, John Mar Gomez. You guys think he sticks in Philly, and if not, who are you guys targeting to eventually take some saves from him? Man, this is the only one I didn't even write a name for <laughs> after him. I don't think he sticks. I'll answer the question there. Um, and I have no idea. There's just not a whole lot of great arms in that bullpen right now. Um, I, I really don't know what direction they're going to go as far as closing out ball games. Yeah, um, I take a look at what they got, and you know, I wrote him down as a name that would lose his job, but at the same time, I look at who's behind him, and as long as he's pitching okay and well like he is now, I, I mean, I don't see any reason to move him at this point. Uh, now, Hernandez is probably the only guy, if he starts getting things together um, and looking good that I could see them deciding to move him in but at this point I mean that's just a terrible bullpen yeah it's a really bad bullpen and I'm, I'm just wondering how Andrew Bailey can't find you know he's in triple A I guess 
maybe he's just never going to be back to the pitcher that he was, but I feel like he could have succeeded in this role if given the opportunity. Yeah, uh, it's it's hard to believe that you can't can't find an opportunity. I mean, you say David Hernandez, and obviously that was the name like that I thought of. But, I mean, watching that guy pitch, I mean, he throws fastballs straighter than Hunter Strickland does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're just, just dead red meat fastballs. I mean, he throws hard, but, I mean, he, he has just straight stuff, I feel like, fastball-wise. So, I mean, I have a hard time believing that, that he's going to figure it out. Yeah, and there's, I think Ernesto Frieri is also in AAA for the Phillies, and maybe even Fernando Salas. So they have a lot of... I think Salas is still in L.A. Oh, he is? Okay. I think so. Um, the guy that I just keep thinking about would have been great in this role that they traded him to Texas. I think Diekman could have been a decent closer. Jake Diekman. And, you know, he had the good fastball. Um, young pitcher. I think he could have figured it out, but they moved him, so... He's not really relevant to this subject. I think there's another guy on that squad, obviously, um, that we wouldn't think of. Um, but just a guy like Velasquez, I know he's looking good as a starter, but he was in a relief role originally. You know, if the starter thing doesn't work out for him, um, for whatever reason, he's got that electric arm that could get moved back in the pen, or if they cut his innings and still want to see him throw a little bit, you might see him move him to the bullpen and – you know, he has that stuff that just could close out games without a doubt. It's funny you say that. I actually thought of his name as well for this. But, I mean, he just looks so good that it's it's hard to imagine. Obviously, this year I don't think that's going to happen. Um, it's hard to imagine that, that happening just, just for how good he's looked in, in three starts so far. Yeah, he got hit around a little bit tonight, though, by the Mets. Um, so, as great as he was, we have to remember it was against the Padres that we saw that big game and they're the worst offensive club in baseball. So, you know, maybe you're on to something there, Kyle. You guys concerned about Fernando Rodney at all? Or are you not really concerned because he's not going to get many situations in San Diego? Always concerned about Rodney. <laughs> Candidate to just blow up at any time. Um, I don't know. Kind of. I don't watch a whole lot of Padres. i got to be honest. Just a really – they're always on late, boring squad. Uh, they can't score. I don't know. Rodney, for me, I mean, I don't. he's just not a guy that I ever ever really target or go after. Yeah, I mean, when I, when I drafted my team in our 16-team league, a guy that I grabbed right away was Quackenbush, thinking that he might take the job. But then I realized how bad the Padres are, and I realized they're not going to win a lot of games. And... Even if he does take that closer role, he's not a guy I'm super excited to roster. So, Quackenbush, I think, would be the name that I think has the that ninth inning stuff of anyone that would take it from Rodney. Um, although he's not necessarily their setup guy at this point. Yeah, Quackenbush, I don't know. He throws like 92, I think. And I don't think he throws... I, I don't know. I always look for velocity in the closer role. The one guy... I think some of these guys may get traded for San Diego throughout the course of the year when guys start buying um, bullpen arms. You know, Mar- Maurer and Rodney could get moved. The guy you have to give a look is Luis Perdomo. He was a Rule 5 pick from the Cardinals. Um, he was the Cardinals representative in the Futures game last year. So he's kind of always been a closer. And being Rule 5, he has to you know finish the year on the Padres roster. So he may be a guy after the All-Star break, that gets a shot here in that role. Um, Alright, a guy that I'm concerned about is Francisco Rodriguez in Detroit. Um, just another guy I'm always kind of waiting to blow up. The stuff's not very good anymore. <clears throat> Mark Lowe is actually a really good reliever, um, and he's their setup man right now. You guys concerned about K-Rod or not really? Not really, actually. Uh, I'm actually one, probably the biggest K-Rod fan in the room. Um, I've always, always liked what K Rod brings to the table as far as, as far as closing. So, I don't know, just the pedigree and how long he's done it. I feel like it's going to be really hard for, for them to move him out of that role. Yeah, I think I'm leaning towards uh, Shane here. I think I think K Rod's safer. Uh, he's not a name that I wrote down for this, and um, yeah, I, I just see him being all right this year. I feel like people forget about how good K Rod. I mean, K-Rod used to be really great. He was a great closer for a couple of years. And 
he's still pretty good, I feel like. Uh, and he gets underappreciated for, for what he does. I mean, I don't know if it was the years in Milwaukee where they, they weren't that great and he's just clo- he was just closing out meaningless games kind of. But he, he's still a pretty pretty solid closer and I feel like he's just very underappreciated for what he does. Yeah. I don't know. I think his blow-ups are so bad um, that they kind of sometimes in my mind negate, you know, his clean saves. Um, but I guess that's kind of with every closer. When they blow up, they usually blow up in a big way. So maybe it's just some personal bias there for me. Um, twins closer right now, Kevin Jepson. Perkins is on the DL. I don't think anybody was really excited about Perkins anyway to start the season. Um, so Jepson slash Perkins, you guys holding on one of them, or are you guys thinking maybe Trevor May could end up being the guy? I think it's going to be someone other than the two of these guys. So I don't know if it's going to be May, but I actually carried Jepson on my roster a lot last year, and I don't I don't see him holding on to a closing job all year long. Um, and Perkins just is really concerning for me. Um, I bought him last year as well, and I don't know. The injury is a little concerning. I'm not sure who it's going to be, but uh, I don't think it's either Jepson or Perkins. Give me Trevor May. Um, I currently own him in our league. I just think, although erratic at times, the kid really knows how to throw. Um, he he has a nice K rate. You know what you're looking for in in a closer. Um, you know another starting pitcher gone reliever that I think can put it together. He's just going to need a little bit of time and. You know, with the way I think all of us feel about Jepson uh, and Perkins just not being trustworthy, they might give this kid a shot. Um, Just want to throw something out here with you guys with the Twins. You know, we keep talking about Barrios has to move into this rotation at some point, but if if nobody in the rotation relinquishes a job, maybe it makes sense for them to move Barrios up and let him throw out of the bullpen in the second half of the season. Um, just to get him up on the big league team. Um, we've seen some teams like the Cardinals employ this strategy with um, Adam Wainwright and Carlos Martinez before they get them in, in the rotation. Um, just something to maybe think about with them. Yeah, it might be a good <clears> move <throat> just, to, just to get that big league experience, get up there, face the big league hitters, get some pressure situations, and, and kind of see what they have. I mean, obviously Barrios ends up in the rotation at some point. Um, maybe it's not this year, though. Something to watch for. All right, Mariners, Steve Ciszek, I think we are all in agreement that this guy stinks. <laughs> um, so, Joaquin Benoit or Tony Zick, Zitch. I don't know if it's Zick or Zitch, but Tony Z. Who <laughs> you guys like in the, in the Mariners pen? Anybody but Ciszek, man. That guy is terrible. Um, he, had, he had one good year, and obviously he was on the <clears throat> balls team for that year. Um, no, no surprise there. Yeah, CSEC is just he's just a blow-up waiting to happen. Uh, dude throws 97 with wipeout stuff and can't figure it out. I don't understand it. I don't even know if he throws 97 anymore, but he used to. Um, I'm going to go Benoit. I don't know. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I feel like it depends on where they're at um, down the stretch. Uh, you know, if they are competing and in a playoff race, I see him going with the veteran and Benoit uh, when Sishik blows up. Um, but if they're out of it, I could see our boy Tony Z uh, just getting a chance to throw a little bit because he's young and he has good stuff. Yeah, I, I think about Mike Montgomery there too. Um, another guy kind of um, excommunicated from the starting rotation and has good stuff. And he's kind of – you've seen – high velocity from him out of the bullpen so if it doesn't work out with any of those right handers maybe Montgomery gets a shot in Seattle too and finally the only one other one that I wanted to talk about was uh, Sean Tolleson in Texas he had an outing earlier this year where he gave up five runs without recording an out that's miserable Um, so I guess my question is Keela or Dyson or you guys think Tolleson sticks I don't think Tolleson sticks. Um, I think Keela 
has the better stuff, I feel like. I'm not sold. I think it's going to be Dyson, though. Um, I think, I think it'll just end up, honestly, being a committee. I don't think it's going to end up being a situation where they want to name a guy. Uh, just because I think it is so close. You know, even Diekman, that you mentioned, is a guy that could sneak in there and get one when they need him to. So, I can see them just riding who's hot from time to time. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, maybe not naming one. Yeah, I'm the Dyson owner in our 16-team league. I'm hoping it's him. And the only reason I'm holding out on Dyson is because when they didn't trust Tolleson in the playoffs last year, Dyson was the guy they went with, so... Um, I think Dyson has good stuff, and I think he gets the crack if Tolleson blows up. Anybody you guys are concerned about that I didn't talk about? I think, Stein, you wanted to talk about A.J. Ramos. Yeah, I saw some rumblings lately that uh, I forget who it was in the Marlins system said that David Phelps was going to be getting into some more pressure situations. So he might be a guy to look at as far as I don't, I don't think it's going to happen soon, but maybe, maybe in the coming weeks you take a look at a guy like David Phelps. Um, maybe he pushes Ramos for that spot. I know me and Kyle both both owned Ramos last year. Um, I just feel like he's a guy that that can be can be good at times, but he has the potential to. Uh, I don't think his stuff is is the greatest to uh, to hold down that job as as a lockdown lockdown closer all the time. Yeah, I would say he was probably the easiest guy on my team to move last year since he was in a Bryce Harper deal. Um, <laughs> But switching gears, there's another closer situation I want to talk about. Um, and I'm really excited just that no one has mentioned it as a guy that might lose his job. And that's Gregerson uh, and Giles in that situation. I, I'm guessing you guys are believers in Gregerson that, you know, we're not mentioning this. Well, I think Gregerson's fine. I like Luke Gregerson. Yeah. I'm a Gregerson fan. I think he's just fine. And Giles hasn't been very exciting so far in the eighth inning role, so... I have thought about making a buy low offer on uh, Giles though, just in case. What What about the Giants situation? Anybody concerned about Santiago Casilla? I think Stein, you actually are the guy that owns him. Yeah, I'm the Casilla owner. I ha- have to be a little worried. Um, he hasn't been great. Um, I guess Sergio Romo would be the guy there. Well, he hit the DL, so right now it would be Strickland. Hunter Strickland. <laughs> See, I don't think he's going to lose the job to Strickland. If he does end up losing it, I think it would be to a guy like Romo. Yeah. Um, but obviously a little worried. He's, he's not pitching great so far, but figured I, I figured I got a steal on draft day because I figured he'd be the closer on a good team that would win a lot of ball games, and so far it hasn't really panned out that well. He blows one last night. Uh, yeah, a little worried. Yeah, he's been a little sketchy. Here, I just uh, on this, while we're on this topic, before we get to our next one, just real quick, who wins? Uh, <clears throat> kind of have three committees right now, sort of. Who who win ends up winning this, or does anyone? Um, Madsen Doolittle. Um, Doolittle. Doolittle. Column A or the field in Tampa Bay. Boxberger. But I like I like Column A. Uh, Viscaino Grilly. Viscaino, and it's not it's close. Dead. Yeah, uh-huh. Grilly yeah, stinks. I don't know why that's still up for committee. What are they doing? Yeah, it's everything the Braves are doing is just annoying. I think, <laughs> but um, touched up Alex Wood tonight for I think six runs, so they're going to win a ball game tonight if they haven't if that game hasn't ended already. All right, time for my second favorite part besides trivia: prospect comps. Four prospects on the agenda tonight. Um, I don't know if we'll hear anything as great as Ted Lilly tonight, um, but maybe we will. First guy, Reds guy, Jesse Winker. Kyle, you had him, and then you traded him to another owner in our league. Um, what are you guys liking Jesse Winker to? I went with Joe Maurer here. Um, a little contingency... Obviously, I don't think he's going to be a 330 hitter like Maurer was in his prime. Uh, I think it's going to be closer to 300. Going to hit for a high average. Um, not sure what the power is going to be. 
I think it has the potential to be 20 home runs, but I think it's going to be close to 15. But <clears> the guy's <throat> going to hit the hit the gaps, handles the bat really well. Um, going to be a real real solid solid piece for the Reds in the outfield coming up. Yeah, I I, I like that comp. Um, in ways, obviously, you can't. How can't you be excited about someone? calling you Joe Maurer, um, being a Reds fan, that's pretty exciting. Uh, but I went with a different guy here. I went with Charlie Blackman. I just think, um, you know, he compares well to him with, you know, a little bit lower, um, you know, on the home runs and, and whatnot and hitting a good average. So uh, I'm hopeful that he's like Charlie Blackman. You think he's going to run as much as Charlie Blackman did or does? I'm sorry. Um, you know, that's a, that's a fair point. That's something I did think about. Uh, it's If I'm going to throw a contingency, that would be the area I would throw it on for sure. Um, you know, Blackman definitely does hit the bags a little bit better than Winker, but uh, I think there's that possibility that Winker does run a little bit. All right, I'm going to go with Todd Hollingsworth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it sounds like that's a knock. All right, but Hollinsworth played 11 years in the bigs. He also won the Rookie of the Year in 1996. Uh, career 273 hitter. His 162-game average is 14 homers, 58 RBIs, 11 steals. Um, I don't feel like that's a bad player if that's what the Reds get. I think they're hoping for more than that, but... You know, Todd Hollinsworth, I think, was a, a, a pretty good pro. So I'm going to get ripped apart for, for saying Ted Lilly on the last show, and you're going to get away with saying Todd Hollinsworth. Luckily, I brought my Ted Lilly stats with me tonight. And just to let you guys know that he actually was a pretty good pro as well. <laughs> um, Ted Lilly had a 15-year career in, in Major League Baseball. Because he's left-handed. Racked that, up. That that got him eight extra years. Blake Snell is a left-handed pitcher. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. But average eight and a half Ks per nine, which is pretty solid fantasy fantasy numbers there. Uh, 130 wins, uh, 130 ball games. this guy won. Um, and double-digit wins for nine consecutive seasons in, in the uh, from the early 2000s to 2000, from 03 to 2011. So pretty consistent guy. Gives you decent strikeout numbers, doesn't kill you with ERA and WHIP, and win, wins a fair amount of ball games. Um, so if I think if Blake Snell does that in his career, I think he's end up, ends up pretty happy. So sorry, yeah. Shane, I just fell asleep uh, listening <laughs> about Ted Lilly. Um, he's just boring. Okay. <laughs> so is he on the Hall of Fame? Is he on the Hall of Fame ballot this year? Are we going to see Lily? And, <laughs> is Lily going to be in Cooperstown uh, next summer? I think 2018 is his first year. Okay. Eligibility, so, uh, yeah, he finished out with the Dodgers in in 13. So. Interesting. For the sake of our listeners, can we please not talk about Ted Lily ever again? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, next guy, Malik Smith, Braves, uh, Braves prospect. He's come up. Last week, he's starting to play a little bit. Um, who do you guys like in Malik Smith, too? I'm going with Juan Pierre. Um, obviously, this guy can run. He is lightning fast. Uh, maybe just a step slower than Billy Hamilton. Maybe. Um, obviously going to steal a lot of bags in the major leagues. Um, but he's got a better hit tool than Billy Hamilton, which is the exciting part. Um, could, be, could be around a 300 hitter. Maybe maybe a little under, um, and gets on base a decent amount. So, a lot to be excited about about Malik Smith. He turns out to be a player like Juan Pierre. It's a it's a pretty nice career looking forward. Yeah, I think uh, insert fast baseball player um, is pretty much what we're expecting from Malik Smith. I named another fast baseball player uh, in Roger Davis. Um, being that, just what Shane said, I think he has a little bit better of a hit tool than. Um, than Pierre. So. I'm going to go with Anthony Ghost, another fast baseball player. Uh, the stolen base numbers on Ghost aren't as impressive as the guys you mentioned. Um, but I think reading an article today, I saw someone comped Malik Smith as Kenny Lofton, which 
that would be, I think, absurd. Kenny Lofton was a really good center fielder uh, for quite a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'm buying the Lofton. Um... Those are lofty expectations. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, just getting back to yours, Kyle, uh, I don't know if Smith is ever going to f- – I actually don't know the numbers behind this. I feel like Davis has a little bit of pop in his bat. Um, he doesn't get to play a whole lot as far as consistently, but I don't know. Do you think Smith has the potential to, to maybe get towards a 10 home run guy or no? Yeah, I mean, I, it's not a ton of home runs to hit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's, he's young. There's always the opportunity. He bulks up. Um, you know, working with major league hitting coaches, you know, those kind of things do happen. I think it's a lot rarer case to see guys like Juan Pierre who, Hit one career home run. It seems like. <laughs> I only say that because I I feel I don't know the exact number, but I feel like Smith maybe has ten home runs in his entire minor league career so far. Um, I don't know the numbers behind it, but I mean, just looking forward to seeing if he can turn into a ten home run. Obviously, he has the forty fifty stolen base potential. Um, it's a pretty pretty solid piece if he can get a two ninety ten homer fifty stolen base year out of a guy. Yeah. That, that would be monster season. There's so many of these um, prospects, I think, in, that we're seeing come up with absolutely zero power, but the ability to you know steal 40, 50 bags. And I find these guys so frustrating. <laughs> I, I own one of them in my minor league system, Derek Hill. He had three stolen bases in a game the other day <clears throat> um, in the minors. And, you know, for me, it... I think maybe I'm just gun-shy now that we know that Billy Hamilton is god-awful at baseball. Um, I just wonder if these guys are ever going to get on base enough in the major leagues to actually make that um, stolen base tool count. So that's... I think Hamilton has just ruined all one-trick ponies for me. Yeah, I mean, it's so rare to find guys that are really fast and uh, still good at baseball. I guess that's the that's the key point we're getting at here. Yeah. So I gotta appreciate the guys that that end up putting up these 30-30 seasons, stuff like that. All right, so a guy that is the exact opposite of Malik Smith is Aaron Judge. I think pending some, you know, the old men in the Yankees lineup getting hurt, I think we may see Judge later this year. Uh, a lot of people are high on him. I am not one of them, um, but I still think there's value in Aaron Judge. And I've comped him to Richie Sexton. Uh, Aaron Judge is six foot seven. Richie Sexton's six foot six. Richie Sexton can hit the ball a long way. So can Aaron Judge. Um, so, you know, there was a time where Sexton was a very valuable player. Um, he made two All Star games, played eleven seasons, three hundred and six career home runs. So, there's value in Judge, but I just think that he's going to strike out a ton um, and he's going to be frustrating to own. I read up a lot about Judge today. Uh, he's a guy I've looked at in trade trade pieces in the past. <clears throat> name I ended up going with is Giancarlo Stanton. And you may think that, that that's a pretty lofty expectation, but I'm actually not a huge Stanton fan. So to say I'm not exactly sky high on judge but i think there's potential there to have a a breakout season like stanton had um certainly has that kind of power the thing that people are liking about judge is even though he's six seven we always see these real real tall guys it's really hard for them to have a short swing but all the talk on judge is that he has a very short swing for a big guy i mean obviously you talk richie sexton had a really long swing struck out a ton um i don't know if he can Hit 240, 250 with that 30, 40 home run potential. I mean, could be looking at a pretty nice ball player here. Uh, obviously, the the size comparison is kind of what we're basing here with the. I, I feel like with our Stanton and Sexton picks. I think I went Stanton just on athletic ability alone. Yeah. Yeah, when I think when I look at his frame, I mean, John Carlos Stanton is what you see. Uh, when I look a little more into his numbers and reading some scattering reports, um, I'm seeing a little bit more of a Mark Trumbo type player, a guy that um, you know does hit for power and has the ability to hit for average sometimes, but most of the time not. 
Um, another just big body that that swings and hits the ball far. So I'm seeing Trumbo and. Um, while we're just, I'm looking at Richie Sexton's uh, stat line here. In 2001 for Milwaukee, he hit 271 with 45 homers and 125 RBIs. <laughs> um, he actually had one, two, three, four, six 30 plus home run seasons. Um, dude was a monster. I definitely did not think Richie Sexton was that good. I feel like I always kind of thought of him as Russell Brannion from the right side, but uh, Sexton was actually pretty good for a little while. So I guess if Aaron Judge turns out to be Richie Sexton, the Yankees would probably be pretty happy with that. Well, from all the talking in that organization that I was reading about, they they think this guy is going to be. I've heard Dave Winfield, <laughs> oh god, uh, Reggie Jackson, uh, Willie McCovey was talked about. Oh, this is ridiculous. I mean, a lot of. <laughs> Just high praise for this kid, and he, he hasn't even stepped on a big league field yet. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it turns out there up, up in the Bronx. Hey, you know, I mentioned an Oriole. What about another one? Uh, I would have right-handed Chris Davis. Yeah. I, I can dig that. That would be good. Absolutely. All right, last guy, Sean Manea. Um, you know, Stein, you own him in our 16-team league because I traded him to you, unfortunately for me. I like Manea a lot. Um, who do you guys like Manea to? Yeah, always excited when we get to talk about one of my guys on the show. Um, and I'm going to talk him up as much as possible. Uh, this guy, left side, throwing from a three-quarter angle, throwing high 90s heat. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Chris Sale here. Um, really like what Manea's doing. <laughs> Uh, this guy's going to be a stud, so if you guys want to trade for him, hit me up on myself. Um, yeah, I actually, I think my is going to be pretty good. Um, I like the fact that he's in Oakland now. Um, good pitcher's ballpark, and I feel like uh, there's there's number one potential there. There is. Um, since you talked about a guy on your team, i got to talk about a guy on my team. Um I see Adam Conley. I know it's super early to even talk about it, but when you see the way he throws the ball, he looks like Adam Conley. He just does. And uh, Adam Conley's great. <laughs> so if you want to trade for him. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with Oliver Perez. Um, you know him? No, I don't, but I feel like I should go out and get him now. He's a stud from the left side. A lot of hold potential there for Oliver Perez. Um, you know, that's going to sound like a knock, but Oliver Perez had an, he has a nine 9.4 K per nine rate for his career. His best season was 2004, um, 239 strikeouts and 196 innings. You know, Perez, the inconsistency, I think killed him. The whip was always super high. Um, I think Manea will probably be better than, um, Perez in the whip category for his career, but I think Oliver Perez at his best in that 2004 season is what we're going to see from Manea. So I think a lot of strikeouts, as long as he can stay healthy. Um, so I like that. I like Manea as a prospect. Yeah, the health the health is the big concern with Manea. He's had um, hip injury and shoulder well, the, as well. The hip injury is actually, he was actually talked about as being the first overall pick in his draft class. Yeah. Um, and then he hurts his hip and gets pushed back. Uh, I guess it was the supplemental pick in the first round, I think. And obviously, so there's obviously potential there. All the clubs saw it. He was, he was set to go right with uh, Mark Appel, I guess. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm annoyed I traded him to you. And I'm annoyed you still have him. Because I feel <laughs> like you're going to let me remember this for a long time. But, oh well. I tried to trade this guy to about five different clubs last year and got no biters. Yeah, nobody likes him. Dude's a stud. Yeah, it's I, ridiculous. I, don't, I, I understand. I felt like I, I was like the only person in the league that thought he was great. Nobody likes any of our guys except for <laughs> us. It's, it's the way it always works out. I feel like I have like seven top 30 prospects on my team and no one else agrees. Yeah. Um, it's frustrating. That's all right. We're better than them. <laughs> all right. Um, any other comments on anything you guys saw the last couple of days in baseball before we wrap this thing up? 
<sighs> Not a whole lot for you tonight, Matt. Yeah. Uh, I'm out. All right. Yeah, I got nothing else to add. I think I'm uh, ready to call it a night. All right. That'll do it for um, tonight's Red Triangle Sports podcast brought to you by the careers of Todd Hollinsworth and Oliver Perez. Um Again, find us on Twitter at Red Triangle Twenty Three, and uh, make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Let us know how we're doing or what you guys would like to see. Signing off for Kyle Stramera and Shane Stein. I'm Matt Kozlowski. <laughs> <laughs>